0: Good afternoon, family, church, visitors. Yo, what an incredible morning. Thank you, Lord, for salvations and recommitments this morning. Yo, uh, thank you to the Brockenfeld guys, Linda, and your team. It was incredible worship. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. Um, really, when the call went for sal- uh, salvations earlier, when Joey made a call, I did feel, and then when we were praying for someone, I did feel that. There's something of uh, the prodigal sons returning this morning. I'm not talking about uh, coming back to church. I'm really talking about the I really feel there's many amongst us that might have, um, we're here, but we've, there's something been a lukewarmness in our hearts. Um, we've actually been absent. We're here, but we're absent. And I really feel there's a call back that the Lord this morning is starting to do a work in us that we see that it was good in the Father's house, that we're going to come to ourselves and see, Lord, we want to walk in your ways. Once again, we want to come afresh and do it your way. And uh, when I was praying about, uh, Lord, what do you want me to share on? Because, I mean, Lucas has been sharing shared on race, Joey on joy. I'm like, Lord, give me a nice festive topic. I also want something, <laughs> liquor to share on. And I'm praying, Lord, and the Lord kept on saying, he wants me to speak about inviting accountability. And I'm like, that's not a festive topic. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Lord, something else, something else. But on Saturday, yesterday, I said, okay, Lord. And I really feel the Lord wants me to share on there this morning. And, um, but really the heart of it. You know, you hear accountability. I know when I came to this church, um, I was say for two years. And in, when I came, it was the first time I kept on hearing about this thing, submission and accountability. Submission and accountability. I'm like, that's not for me. I'm okay. I can, me and the Lord, we can do it. And if they spoke about it, about being accountable to others, I'm like, I come from a Catholic background. So I'm like, I'm done with the confessional and the priests, and the, I'm set free from religion. That was in my heart. It's like, There's only one mediator right now, and that's Jesus, and that was in my heart. And that is true, but the way the Lord works is amongst His people, together. And, um, you know, there's many ways to walk in accountability in the Word. It speaks about, there's many levels, let me put it that way. And the world pushes against accountability. In this world, it will push you towards independence, up towards doing it my way, nobody tells me. That's the way this world works. Nobody tells me. It's me and God. It's my way or thy way. And um, the thing is that whether you choose to walk in accountability or not, every single one of us, firstly, will be accountable to God. The Word says in Romans that, that one day each and every one of us will give an account of our lives. Whether you like it or not, whether you saved or not, every single one on that day will give an account of your lives, what you did and what you didn't do, the good and the bad, the hidden things, the secrets, and the things that was in the light. Every single one of us. There's no choice. And wouldn't you rather in this now, before that day, start saying, using what the Lord has put in place for us to walk in His ways and get freedom. Well, I remember... Um, so let me caveat this with saying, the big, obviously, the most important thing is the Lord, His Word, the Spirit of God working in us. But the Lord uses people. I don't think there's, if I think of one single thing that impacted my walk with God more than anything else, is accountability to others. I gained more freedom. I walked in the more of God. I. Uh, um, I was given. I was faithful with more. The plans that I had were shifted and changed. The decisions I made was not my own. And all of that, life came. Life of God came. And I say that, he's, he's Patrick with the kids. I wanted him to share a testimony, but it's fine. Um, uh, no, it's fine. If the Lord wills it, we'll see him. <laughs> So the first thing we're going to be accountable, to God, whether we like it or not. The second thing, there's a call to accountability to leaders. I'm not going to go too much into that. Just know that the word does say, "Be submitted to your leaders, for they will give an account and make their work joy." Right? And so often when I'm like chatting to people or trying or walking with people. The moment you go, I'm not going even deeper, the moment you touch on just below the surface on something, you get a thing, well, that's not your business. They don't say it, but their the face says it. You know when the face speaks. And it's like, but when you ask a question, it's like, they're saying something, but you can see on their face, it's like, you don't go there. Now, I'm an elder in the house, I'm a pastor, overseer. You know, the very word pastor, overseer, means to inspect. It means to inspect. That's what we called to do. We are called to inspect, to, to push the wool aside and look what's going on there. So, that's a second, and I'm not going to talk about that today. But just that you know, and in your heart, are you inspectable? Like if you hear a leader wants to come to you and speak into your life, is your heart come? Show me, I'm not growing, this is good for me? Or is there something in you like, not your business. The third one, we are accountable to ourselves. We are accountable for our own actions. Again, there's a lot of reasons in this day and age, there's a lot of reasons why not to be accountable to our actions. There's a lot of reasons why it's this one's fault, that thing's fault, this circumstance fault. Let me say, we're not accountable for everything. We're not accountable for the family we're born into. We're not accountable for the country we're born in. We're not accountable for our genes. How oh, that makes us strong or weak. We're not accountable for that, but we are accountable for our choices. There's nothing that will shift your life, that'll shift the path of your life more than the choices you make. Not your circumstances, but the choices that you make. Thank God that this morning four people decided to recommit or give them their lives to the Lord. That was the choice they made. And if you say here this morning, that doesn't end there. There is a continuous choosing of God's ways. And when you don't, it'll impact your life. And in the very beginning in Genesis with Adam and Eve, they are the fall that is, they refuse to take accountability, personal accountability. Remember when the Lord, when they ate the apple, the fruit? And the Lord was looking for them. He was looking for a response from them. How are they going to respond to this? And they were like, the Lord was like, Where are you? Why are you hiding? Who, said you, who told you you are naked? Did you eat of the fruit? The Lord was asking him questions to see how they respond. And Adam was like, well, it wasn't my fault, it was Eve's fault. And more than that, you gave me Eve. The woman you gave me, I was like, Lord, it's, it's actually Eve's fault and a little bit your fault. And isn't that sometimes what we do? We make a choice, we go down a path, we think it's the Lord, we, on our own we decided that. And then when it doesn't work out, it's like, Lord, but it's a little bit your fault also. And then Eve. Go to Eve, and Eve's like, no, it was the snake's fault. I was deceived, I was, the devil made me do it. That was Eve's response. And all three, Adam, Eve, and the snake on that day, was held to account by God. Can I say that uh, there's an accountability that you all walk in, personal accountability before God. And then the third one or the fourth one, which is the one I want to talk about today, is accountable, accountability to each other. And however this looks for you, it is foreign in this day and age to be accountable to other people. It is foreign. It goes against the spirit of this world. But it goes with the spirit of God. And how that, looks, I'm, how that looks for you, I'm not sure. Some guys I know, it's one-on-one. There's somebody that they're accountable to that like every day is very structured. Every day there's a checking up, there's a, but it's one person. For some guys, it's a group of people in different things, it's looser. For me, person is looser. And let me say for accountability, I've seen the fruit of it, but even to today, I need to be intentional with it. It doesn't come naturally to me. I need to go towards it. So me personally, I've got a few guys that I'll work with in certain things. But it's not rigid. It was not planned. So like little things like Tanya will tell me something mainly. Tanya is the main one. They'll see stuff in me. And uh, if you're married, it's good to be accountable to your your partner. Because they, they should know you the best. But also you need to be accountable to other people. Because you guys are very close. You need somebody to stay back. But sometimes you can go together down a path, and you need someone to stay back and say, whoa. So Tanya told me, um, I think last week she told me that, um, you're, you're, you're a bit hard when you bring a, a bit intense when you bring a, a, word, a prophetic word. So I was like, sure, but I thought that's the Holy Spirit, but okay. <laughs> but what I did say is, uh, I hear what you're saying. And then what I'll do is I don't phone accountability partners. What I do is these guys, if I'm having lunch or coffee with or whatever, I will mention, you know Atania Tanya was saying that? Um, she think I'm a bit intense when I... And I'll hear what they say. Either the guys will tell me, not, no, we see that. Or maybe a few weeks later, because I see, I'm, I'm sure that they're aware of it now. They'll, because I brought it into the light. They'll come and they'll tell me. Patrick, thank you, brother. I'll call you now. Because the fact that you brought it into the light, guys will be watching. And a while later, someone will come and say, Joe, remember when you said that, you?" but actually I see it. It's not a, a rigid, strategic thing. It's like, just bring stuff into the light. People will speak into it. People can't speak into things they don't see. Okay, Patrick, you want know, to come to Frank quick? So I just wanted to, Patrick to share a, a short testimony on accountability. Short, Very short, brother. You've got one minute.
1: So it wouldn't be an exaggeration for me to say that I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for accountability partners. So I sat in that section, sort of where Peter is, but it's no in And I sat there, miserable, critical, calling out the leaders. I can do a better job. I can preach better. I'm God's gift to mankind, and so on and so on. Okay, a little bit I was coming here five to nine just, just, just before the church started. Don't ask me to, 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 to speak to people. I'm coming to tick my box off. So Jesus can't come knocking at my door and my uh, com leader can't come knocking at my door. But I was miserable. I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't a real Christian. So I pitch up at Joe and Tanya's Come, and the first thing I tell them is, I'm coming here to rest and leave me alone. I'm not interested in anything. And graciously, they allowed it. And then he preached one day on accountability, and I'm thinking, it's time for me to leave. It's time for me to go. This is, like, very uncomfortable. But I go home, and I see God knocking on my, on my shoulder, and he says, like, Will you, are you going to try? And I said, okay, I'll give you one more chance. You know how arrogant you are with God? I'll give you one more chance. I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just me. None of you guys are there. All right? Okay? Eh? You. Mainly me. Okay. So I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to pre," And I said, I'm going to go in to Tony. Fiamingo, and I'm, I'm already working out, he's too busy, he's, he's going to say no, and then I've done my job, and, and off I go. So I'm knocked there by Tony, Tony, blah, 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 accountability partner, and he does the worst thing, he says yes. Oh! So now I'm in it, there's no way for me to go. So I'm going to make it even more difficult. I can't really come and meet here where you are, Tony, I work in Salt River, can you come to that side? So I'm thinking that's my second get-out-of-jail-free card. I'll come to you. So Tony's working. He's running a company. He's building homes and houses and office blocks. He's going to come out to me. He comes out at my time. And we go to this office, and now I'm going to make it even more difficult because Tony talks about accountability and the importance of it and everything. And if you ever spoken to Tony, it's like so loving. It's like, my brother. And it's like, so, okay, I'm going to make this hard for you now, okay? So I'm going to test you for the next couple of times. And Tony comes out. And he spends time with me, and he talks. And he doesn't want anything from me, but I'm looking like, okay, where is it? What do you want from me? You probably want to call me into leadership. You probably want something. And all he did was love on me. Love on me. And if you know me, love is my kryptonite. Kindness is my kryptonite. If you're kind to me, I've got like no resistance to it. And just for the next couple of months, he walked with me, loved me, talked to me fed into me, and you know what? He wanted nothing from me. So he took his own petrol, his own time from his business, and he came to a guy that was offering nothing in return. And I actually shared with him at the youth, youth um, uh, gathering on Friday. I said, can you remember that flower that was in the desert that was dying? He says, you took the time to water that flower. Whew, sorry. <laughs> and, and that flower... <laughs> okay not that much that flower today is providing shade for other people because of your investment and guys anybody that knows me knows the first thing and the only thing that's going to come out of my mouth is accountability because it works i'm standing here because it works it works guys test that it works we don't want anything from you other than what God wants for you. We're not going to put a yoke or a burden on you. But you got something unique that nobody else can bring. Genuinely, we are lesser. Every Sunday, you're not here. Every Wednesday, you're not at come. Every time you're not walking into what God has called you, we are lesser. The chain is weaker. We can't move as forward, as far, or as deep, or as fast as God wants because you're not there. You bring something unique that nobody else can. And I don't know if it's kids ministry, youth ministry, coffee shop, info, AV, wherever it is. At work, step out. Or you're gonna be the next Peter that's gonna be brave enough to step out of the boat. Keeping your eyes on Jesus and step out of the boat. But guys, it works. It works because Jesus is in it. We don't want anything from you except your heart. And you know what's the one thing that Jesus wants from you? Everything. Everything. Because he gave everything. Not 99.9%, everything. He's life. Because you are worth it. So every week, month, year, that you don't step fully into it, it's another time when you're gonna look back at at Egypt and say, I should've, I could've. Maybe if I just... And we're not asking you to be perfect. We'll come alongside you. If it takes 100 coffees, then it takes 100 coffees. If it takes 10 boxes of tissues, then 10 boxes of tissues, and I'm landing now. Because when he steps up and he comes closer, (laughs) it's time to land over there quickly. But guys, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, we're willing. You see your Antons, they can speak of it. And there's other people that are littered over here. We want you. We are going to go forward. God is going to do amazing things in the season ahead. But it's going to need every single one of us. And we love you. Seriously. Even when we have that coffee and we say those not so nice things or those clappuccinos, know that we love you. Otherwise, we wouldn't be taken out of our time for you. Each and every one of you, we love you. We value you. You are precious. If you are good enough for Jesus, who are we to say No.
0: Thank you, bro. Just to let you know, I put a stopwatch on the preach time, so that time doesn't doesn't does go. So yeah, like so, so we need each other. I think the problem is we d- often we do not want accountability because I'd, often our we want to do what we want to do. We know it's bad for us, but it's liquor, so we want to do it, and we don't want anyone to tell us no. That's the cracks of why we don't walk in it. I remember the guy that brought the stewardship teaching, Conroy. He has an amazing wife, and her uh, name is Cindy. And um, like Lucas who struggles. Um, sure, can I, I'll share about Lucas struggles now quickly. Lucas struggles. He shared his struggles in church. The, the deep struggles he had with chuckles. Remember? And he, he went down to one chuckle. But I think that, uh, Annie, is that victory? Has he overcome? Has he chuckled? <laughs> OK. We, we trust in faith that Lucas has overcome. But my kryptonite is Cindy's these chip cookies. Anybody had Cindy's these chip cookies? Well done, well done. So one day, so I'm, um, I'm diabetic. So one day, Cindy brings um, the choc, uh, choc-chip cookies. And this is incredible. She opens it and there's no one at home. Amazing. So it's like all mine, kinda. So she brings it in and says, "Oh, here's some choc chip cookies." And I go upstairs and and I'm thinking, "You must wait for Tanya to come home." And I light you that choc chip cookies discovered in industrial strain foil. But they were still calling my name. As it was on my desk, and I'm trying. To, there's something that was drawing me. And I know, I just two days before that, I was at the doctor. He's like, Sugar, I know it's bad for me. And now i got a choice. Do I want to be accountable? Do I wait for Tanya to come and say, Tanya, give me perspective on these cookies? <laughs> come and speak into my life. Should I take it? And I know what she's going to say. And I don't trust her because I think she wants it for her. <laughs> so there's all these things in my heart. So I ate the cookies. I ate, I ate the cookies. I knew it was wrong. I knew it was bad for me, but it was delicious. And in time, there was two left when they came home, and I said, oh, Cindy brought cookies for us. One's mine, one you share with the family. But that is often why we don't want to walk in accountability. I don't want anyone to stop me. I didn't know to hear. I knew a perspective. I didn't want to hear it. Because I knew I'm not going to get the prize. Even though it was bad for me. We need each other. So if there's anyone like me that feels, uh, I'm not weak. I'm not needy. I don't need anyone. I can do this on my own. I can do this with the Lord. Let's see what the Word got to say. Proverbs eleven fourteen. I now give you a lot of scriptures. I'm skipping. I'm jumping. Ash. Where there is no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Let me say, when you walk your own way, you, you set your own course, it's a very dangerous place to be. Thought is deceitful above all things. Ash, I'm just going to go, whether you put it up or not, I'm just going <sighs> to... Proverbs 15, says, Without counsel, plans go awry, but in the multitude of counselors, they are established. You know how many people I know that set their own plans and never comes to fruition? Because there's no one to hold them to account to those things. It's easy to let it drop. It's easily to fall off. And is it even the right plan? But I've seen time and time again when guys will open up their lives and plans will be shifted and they'll be held to account, their plans will be established. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 10 says, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. If you're going up alone and you fall and you fall and you fall, often you can get up on your own. But eventually you're gonna to get to a place where the enemy is gonna grab you. When you're not gonna have the strength to get up again on your own. And you're gonna need a brother or a sister to come alongside and encourage and help you up. Don't go it alone. 1 Corinthians 12:21 says, the I cannot say to the hand, I need you, I don't need you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. Do you guys see that we need each other? We ne- it's not a, a rule, it's not a thing we're putting in place, but the way the kingdom works is we need each other. What is it? We are stronger? Together. We are stronger? Together. And more than that, 1 Corinthians 12, 26 says, if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. For one party, if one party is honored, every part rejoices with it. Know that we are called to celebrate our victories and share in each other's suffering. Not the ultras not the ultras not gonna know everything, but there must be people, you can't be alone, there must be people alongside you that can encourage you, that can celebrate with you. We in this thing together. So more than stronger together, we in it together. That's how we're built. We're not meant to do it alone. So, quickly, who should hold us to account? Who should we go and speak to to say, Come and be accountable to us? So obviously, common leaders, elders, deacons, someone that's mature in the Lord. In you know, other words, I'm not going to share all the scriptures. There's scriptures about this, about walking with a brother and a sister. There's scriptures about that person must be righteous, must be walking in righteousness. There's scriptures about living by the Spirit, walking by the Spirit. Now, often I'm speaking to guys, and I said, but often people will come after the fact, after the thing was done, and now there's consequences. And I'm like, who did you speak to about it? No, I spoke to, uh, did you just decide on your own? No, I spoke to Riyaz at work, and I spoke to uh, one family member, and I spoke to my, my barber, And I spoke, does any of them know the Lord? Oh, no, the one is a Christian, I think. Who we choose to hold us to account is very, very important. Don't let it be your best friend. If you know your best friend is struggling with things, with mistrust, with hurts, choose someone that you know has a track record of walking in God's ways. That will hold the line. That's not just going to love you. So when someone holds you to account, there are two things, areas. One is to confront, to challenge, and the other thing is to encourage. And there's a two-way relationship with it, and it's a God thing. The, uh, Joey messaged me this morning, I must be in faith. There must be a faith thing that, Lord, I can see what you, we can see, Lord, what you see, even if we don't see it. When you're encouraging someone, it's like, "Yo, but i messing up a lot. But you need to say what God sees. You need to speak in faith. You need to encourage. You need to, it's not just in our own strength. Right? So the confront part, the challenge part, Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so does one person sharpen another. This means you do not get somebody that's just going to be high shame. This is going to be somebody that's going to hold your feet to the fire. That's going to hold oh God's word as a mirror to you. That's going to challenge you. That's going to ask the uncomfortable questions. If it's somebody that just agrees with you, just loves you, then that's all they do. There's no sharpening going on. And let it not be someone struggling with what you're struggling in. Something like a. Uh, I'm going to use an example that is something that is visible. Smoking. So let's let the Lord convict you of smoking. And you want to stop smoking, and you go to somebody, that your accountability partner, and you say, hold me to account on this. And then the next morning, you sit with him having a coffee, and you're like, you know what? I fell this morning. I had an entry this morning when I woke up. I found, I don't know where, but I found the packet of cigarettes. I don't know where I found the lighter, but there was one somewhere. And I started smoking. I no. I thought I got rid of it all. If that person is struggling with smoking, they're going to say, "Yo, you're trying your best, eh? You want to smoke? <laughs> because they're also struggling. They do, they do not see the value of the victory in that thing. They do not have it. They don't have the faith for it. Because they are walking in defeat in that area. Let's be careful who we choose to walk with us. There not be a preference. So, James 5:16 says, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So when you've got something in your heart, when you've got a struggle, a temptation, a sin, a decision to make, how, what do you do? You confess it. You bring it into the light. You go to somebody, not anybody, a righteous person, and you bring it into the light. And you say, this is what I'm struggling with. Or this is the sin I'm walking And it can't be after a fact every time. It can't be every time, yo, I just, I just fell, I just fell, I just fell. If I every time found a cookie, I ate it, Tanya. ate it, Tanya. ate it, I'm dying. That thing is killing me. But if I come to Tanya and say, yo, I'm listening for that cookie. But before I eat it, help me. It's before you could, there's going to be a shift. It's not a confessional. It's so in my heart. It's a heart thing. It's like, yo, my heart, I can feel, I can sense. I'm, st- I'm struggling, I can sense. There's things in my heart that is not right. Can you help me? Can you pray for me? It's not a confessional. Two, you need to be honest. There's scriptures that speak about being honest and fully honest. If you're going to give half truth to make yourself look good, you lost already. I'm going to go quickly through this. as I know it's getting late. Submission. Ephesians 13, 1, 5 21 says, Submit to, the, to one another out of reverence for Christ. So, will you submit? Is there mutual submission with this person? It's not just give me your opinion. If there's an agreement that you're going to owe me to account, there needs to be submission. And that means there is going to be times that person is going to tell you something you don't agree with. It's not what you're going to be one year. But are you going to be submitted? Are you going to say, I'll do it anyway? Submission is not agreement. Because when you don't agree with it, will you do it. Because if there's no submission, you're lost. Okay. Then what about the other side? So let's say you're walking with somebody. So when you see something, what do you do? And also how do you receive it? So if you see something in your brother, your sister, what do you do? Proverbs 27:6 6 says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Ecclesiastes 7, five says, It is better to hear the rebuke of a wise person than to listen to the songs of fools. So one, will you be courageous enough to speak what you see? In love, in grace, in gentleness, but will you, see, will you say it? And then the way you receive it, are you going to get upset? Know yourself, are you going to go off the handle or are you going to receive it and say, this is done in love, this is for my own good. I remember, there's a a saying about, um, what's it, canaries in the coal mines, do you guys know that saying? It's like an early warning system. So, in the 19th century, this is not going to be good for the animal welfare guys. The early warning system for the coal miners was they take canaries into the coal mine. And if the canaries started dying, oh, there's a problem. There's a gas. There's some leak that's killing the, the, the canaries before they kill us. So, it's an early warning system. And often, when you walk in accountability, it's an early warning system. Ask the person next to you, do you have a few canaries? Ask the person next to you, do you have a few canaries? Imagine being a miner back in those days and you're like, I don't want a canary. Everyone else is leaving the mine because you're, my canary's dying. That is mining away but he don't have a canary. He's unaware, he's by his own. And he's going to die there. Get a few canaries, guys. Because this is how we need to respond. And we mustn't be scared of someone speaking directly into our lives. Remember uh, Paul, when he spoke to Peter? Remember when he had an issue with the Gentiles? He was eating with the Gentiles and the Jews came and then he went to one side. And then Paul rebuked him. Paul like, says, I rebuked him to his face. I challenged him to his face. In front of everybody. Oh, okay, we don't do that, but that's leaders. Don't do it in front of everybody and he challenged him to his face. Now, I'm, I'm saying there is space for a love sandwich, but can someone challenge you in a moment when the Holy Spirit comes upon them? Can they challenge you directly? Is that going to be okay? Or are you going to take offense? Right? Paul didn't go to Peter and say, let's do the love sandwich. Check here. Peter, yo, three 3,000 people saved that first time. Amazing. You're great of like love. And then the poloni. Mm, the Gentile Jewish thing, uh, I'm not so sure. And then the other love sandwich. Oh, but you're still doing amazing. At the time of John, five thousand people. The leaves there, Peter will leave there, not even knowing he got rebuked. What was the poloni? I'm not I'm not sure what was what was he trying to say. Sometimes we love so much that the core of what the person's trying to say is lost. Can someone speak to you without a love sandwich? Can I just speak direct by the Spirit of God? I remember um, a few years ago, I was considering moving to the States. I had actually a dream job offer to move to the US. It was in a tech area, it was my dream job, dream location. Uh, Kingdom wise, I was like, sure. Uh, we want churches there in the U.S. It was close to potential 412 churches. So, you yeah, know, there's still kingdom stuff happening, and so on. And I spoke to a few elders and a few people. And most people couldn't land anywhere. They were like, "Nah, we're not sure, we're not sure. And then one day, Lucas sent me a message. And it wasn't from him, and it was an air A scripture. And he said, I just got a scripture. It was an A guy, and it says something to the effect of, um, and I'm paraphrasing, Oh, y- your house is liquor, like you living nicely in your house, in your panel house. Here yeah, the Lord's house lays in the ruins. And I was like, sure, that's a bit. But the way Lord Lucas brought it was grace. He was like, and it wasn't even him, I don't think. He said, oh no, the, the family was praying for me, and I think one of the kids failed that word. I can't remember exactly, and I was like, sure, that's, but it was something in my spirit that I was like, that's a no. So it wasn't like, no, that's a kid. Oh, I know Lucas. And Lucas wasn't strong, but he was like, I'm not sure. But there was something in me that I'd like to no. know. And then I closed that door. Then you need to close that door. Because a, a while later, on Facebook, one of my friends that works at a company that actually wanted me to work there, they went to New York for the end of year thing. They were at Yankee Stadium, and I was a massive New York Yankee fan. They went to the Yankee Stadium, pictures, Empire State Building Office pictures, end of year function Trevor Noah, and a video, selfies. But that thing was closed in my heart, I knew the Lord spoke. We need to close things once the Lord has spoken. So accountability is not just about avoiding the good, or the bad. It's about stepping into the good, stepping into the new. Hebrews twelve twenty four twenty five says, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as the day is approaching. We're also called to encourage, to stir up love and good works. To build each other up. That's the other part. That's the tension. Confront, challenge each other, but to encourage and stir up new things, good works. You know the parable of the talents? You know, we, does everyone here know that you will be held accountable, not just for the things you lay down, but for the things you step into. For the things that the Lord has given you. You're going to be held accountable for your life. What did you do with what I gave you? You know, the the parable of the talents or the gold bags, I'll use rands for us to be clear. So the Lord or the master speaks to his servants. He's going away and he says, for the first servant, here is 100,000 rand. Oh, here is 500,000 rand. Second one, here is 200,000 rand. The last one, here is 100,000 rand. Look after it for me. Do something with it. I'm putting this in your hand. And then when he comes back, the scripture says, Matthew 25, 19 says, after a long time, the master of, the, of those servants returned and settled accounts with him. So he comes back to settle accounts. Now an account, a reckoning needs to be given. So he goes to the, the first guy, oh, 500,000 became a million. He doubled it. Awesome. What I've placed in your hand, you were faithful with, I'll give you much more. The second guy, 200,000, double, 400,000. Well done. You've been faithful with little. I'll give you much. The third one, 100,000. I buried it. Here's your 100,000 back. I I, I was playing safe. For me personally, whenever I read that story, it's like the guy guy was safe. He was prudent. He, he, He didn't want to lose anything. He didn't want to take risks. But the word says he was wicked and lazy. Can I say, please do not be comfortable with where you are if you're not using what the Lord has placed in your hands? Let it always be a thing in your heart, Lord, there's more for me. Lord, I'm, what is my hand right now? I want to be faithful with it because there's more. Because there's more, not for me, Lord, but for your kingdom. Because we will give an account of what we did with what we got. Often for us, it's oh, we came out of Egypt. Thank you, Lord, all those things from the past is dying. Thank you, Lord, Egypt is falling off me. Thank you, Lord, I'm working on myself in the season. And that's part of it, but it needs to be attention no matter where you are. If you got saved today, there might be something in you, Lord, you just placed something. If you got saved today, the Lord just put something in your hand. If you got recommitted today, Patrick, the Lord just placed something in your hand. What are you going to do with what the Lord placed in your hand? Let's not play it safe. Let's not be scared to take risks. Let us not be found wicked and lazy. And on the land there. Um, I just to encourage you guys. They, over time, as you walk with the Lord, there's generally three types of people you should have in your life. You should have in this role of accountability, generally. And there can be groups, there can be more people, but there should be three types There should be a Paul in your life. A leader in your life. That will speak into your life. That you can go to with stuff. That can pray for you. That can trust with you. That can have faith with you. That can challenge you. There should be a Paul in your life. And I'm not saying that's where everyone is right now. I'm saying this is where our world looks. You should have a Barnabas in your life. That is a peer... Is a friend. is somebody you can go to with the same things. I'm struggling. Someone that can speak into your life. That can challenge you. Remember the tension? That can challenge you and encourage you. That can pick you up. And you should have a Timothy in your life. A Timothy is someone that you are pouring into. That you are looking at. That you are praying for. That you are speaking faith over. doesn't matter how young they are. I mean, in worship, I I had a word for Franjaki. That's Anton's son. And Annelien's son. He's young. But I believe that was from the Spirit of God and I gave him a word. You need to have Timothys in your life. Young guys. Sage. All you young guys. You guys can also have Timothys in your life. Okay. So let me say this. And John Wesley who started a Methodist church strongly believe this. If you show me a mature person, I'll show you an accountable person. You know, there isn't many mature people I've in this church or that I've seen in the, God, in the Lord that is, oh, no, I'm doing my own thing. Will you submit it to? Oh, for what? Every single mature person that I know walks in submission and accountability. Honestly, your level of submission... And accountability will equal your, major, your measure of maturity. And the reason I feel the Lord wants to bring this word this morning is because we have said there's space, that is going to be a, a maturing, there's going to be a growing up. There's, as we multiply, there's room now for others to step into, for more of us to step into. And I believe that is not going to happen unless we will hold ourselves to account that there will be a mutual accountability amongst us. So I'm going to pray for two sets of people. Firstly, if you are walking in accountability to a measure, but you know there's a stirring, Lord, is more. I want to walk, and I, I'm standing myself. I want to walk in a greater measure of accountability. I wanna just, Lord, I wanna see your spirit move in these relationships. I wanna see you do new things. I want to be I want to be refreshed. I want to invite you to do something new in that area. If you if that's you, I want you to stand up, I want to pray. And in a second group of people, if you've never really walked in accountability, if you've been like, mm, I'm not so sure, as me and the Lord, I don't want people to, but you know that you know that if you want to move forward in the Lord, and you know that you know that on that day you're going to give an account, right now, right here, Lord, help me. Help me. I don't, in my heart, I don't want to, but help me, Lord. To walk in I want you to also stand I want to pray for you if you've never done it I don't care if you say for one day or if you say for 30 years if you've never really done it and I mean you've done the practice but your heart has never been given to it you've never said Lord come by your spirit and work in this Let me pray first. Lord I lift up each and every person Lord I lift up myself to you Lord and each and every person standing Lord Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you're going to speak into our hearts, Lord. Lord, I pray that you bring a deep revelation, Lord, that this is the way your kingdom works, Lord. This is the way the people of your kingdom works, Lord. We walk, we walk together. We're stronger together. We're in this together. We can't do this alone, Lord. That as you come by your spirit, Lord, you will work in every single relationship, that you will draw us to accountability, Lord. You will draw us to walk in confession and repentance and truth. You will draw us, Lord, to, to reveal things that is hard, Lord. Where shame is here amongst us, Lord, where there's shame, where we know that we know we can't reveal it, there is shame. Lord, I pray that grace will come, that we can bring it into the light, Lord. So that healing can come, so that a relief can come, that we brought it to you, Lord, and your people. so that shame may die today, Lord that shame may be buried this morning, Lord. Lord, that we will see what you see, Lord, that we need it. We need this. We need this to look more like you. And Lord, I pray that there'll be a stirring up amongst us, Lord. A stirring up amongst us, Lord, for more of your kingdom, Lord. For asking the question, Lord, what have you put in our hands? Lord, that there'll be people amongst us that will for the first time be able to speak into our lives, encourage us, I see this on you. I see a prayer warrior. I see a prophetic edge to you when you speak. Words of knowledge. Grace gifts. Kindness, gentleness. I see a deep love in you. Lord, I pray this for your people, Lord. That whether this is a new thing or whether this is an old thing, Lord, that you are doing a new thing this morning, Lord that you are taking us into a season of accountability, Lord. A season where it's not for now, it's not for December, it's for our lives. So that one day, Lord, when you hold us to account, Lord, the wool would have been shifted. We would have been inspected. And we would have been running in your ways, Lord. So come, Lord. It's not by power, Lord. It's not by might. But it's by the power and the might of your Spirit. Come and have your way, Lord, first in us, in us, both in us, and then through us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.